This is rated NSFW, not safe for work, at least not without earbuds. It contains violence, grown-up language, and situations, and may not be suitable for small children. You're listening to a holiday special presentation from the Independent Broadcasting System. Happy winter from all of us at IBS. Good gravy. It's Saturday, February 12th, 1983. IBS proudly presents It's a Mystery Trip to the Rue Morgue, Eddie Poe, with special behind-the-scenes commentary by none other than Eddie Poe creator and gothic horror cartoonist Edgar Allan Poe. It's a Mystery Trip to the Rue Morgue, Eddie Poe, is sponsored by Polly Matheson Snack Cakes, official pastry processor of fruit pies, zangers, razzies, cuckoos, and googles for the whole Poe Nuts gang. Whatever the taste, Polly Matheson has a taste for you. And by Snoopy's Family Restaurants. We'll keep the coffee lukewarm for you. And now, Edgar Allan Poe. Good evening, gentle listeners. Who doesn't love a good mystery? A gripping tale of deduction and ratiocination. A puzzler of great proportions solved by a razor-sharp mind possessing equal powers of ingenuity and analytical ability. And who invented the genre of murder mysteries and those detectives of almost preternatural calculating ability? The very archetype of a singular crime solver of the highest order of intellect. Me, that's who. All the way back in 1841. Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> a total hack. Hercule Poirot? A Johnny come lately. Columbo? Monk? The Hardy Boys? Veronica Mars? All wannabes. Feast your eyes upon the OG. That whole whodunit shtick started with yours truly between fits of laudanum withdrawal. All when I penned. It's a mystery trip to the Rue Morgue, Eddie Poe. It chronicles a curious encounter on the streets of gay Paris between Eddie Poe and that most singular of crime solvers, Monsieur C. Auguste Dupin. We open with Eddie Poe and his buddy Lionel sitting together on a school bus with the rest of the Ponuts gang. I'm bored, Lionel. We've been in this bus for 12 hours, Eddie Poe. I suppose a certain amount of dreariness and lassitude ought to be expected. Indeed, who knows what ghastly horrors await us at our terminus? What place of the dam shall greet us upon our arrival? Florida. Ah! You got the same field trip pack that the rest of us got, Eddie Poe. We're headed to Rot's Harry Farm theme parks. I did? Yes, you were supposed to get a permission slip signed by your parents. I was. Eddie Poe, didn't you pay attention at all during the hour-long class orientation? I was probably busy composing pithy gothic poetry or something. Yes, that does sound like you. Good gravy. How am I going to get around this one? You'll figure something out, I'm sure. Rotsherry Farm, you say? What an exciting expedition. According to the brochure, there's five theme parks in the Rotsherry Farm complex. Oh, Goody, are we headed to all the cool, dark house rides at Dodo World? 
No. Well, surely to feed the sad captive dolphins, or to throw peanuts at uh, Herambe the orangutan at Neptune's kingdom. No. Oh, it must be the glitz and glamour of the Tinseltown adventure. Or the diseased-themed water slides of Typhus Lagoon. No and no. Well, what's left? Epslop. Epple what? What's that? The experimental prototype scientific land of progress. Or Epslop. Sounds awful. It is. Extremely. Brochure says it's patterned off a World's Fair of 60 years ago. It's all educational, but with no actual information. How dreadful. Still, it will be time well spent with all my friends. You have no friends, Eddie Poe. That's why we have a seat in the front with all the unpopular kids. Hand me that brochure. There must be something worthwhile to do at Epslop. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to the Land Yet to Come's Invention Exchange. It showcases all the latest bleeding edge tech. You know how I am about hacking. As sure as you wear your top hat and security silk cape, yes. You won't shut up about it. Hacking this and spoofing that. Oh my. Hello, hello. Or should I say, bonjour, bonjour. Look at this. I did find something exciting. What's that? See, the brochure says clustered around a stagnant lagoon on the neglected backside of the Epslop Park are all the major foreign cities of the world. Tokyo, London, Barcelona, Pyongyang. And oh, look, Lionel, Paris. We can actually visit Paris. A plasticky mock-up of it anyway, Eddie Poe. I'm not really interested in all that fake stuff. I want to go to the Invention Exchange and... As soon as we arrive, we shall start our voyage in Paris. We're going to spend the whole trip there, aren't we? May we, Monsieur Lionel? Je m'appelle Edouard. Oh, I can almost smell the croissant baking in the patisserie. Please stop bouncing in your seat. I can't help myself. I am uncharacteristically excited. I simply must know when we get there. I'll ask Mr. Rinker, the bus driver. Oh, Mr. Rinker? Womp womp. Oh, I can hardly understand you over your strange trumpet voice. How much longer till we get to Epslop anyway? And the city of a thousand lights. Womp womp womp? No, not Kissimmee St. Cloud. Paris. Beautiful, wonderful, magical Paris. The rightful home of a delicate gothic poet such as me. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. Yes, I know it's a fake. But how much longer? Womp. We're there? Hey, everyone. We made it to Epslop. <sighs> Open the doors, lay boost driver. Welcome Enchanted Paris, here I come. Womp womp womp. Wow, you sure do hate that kid, Mr. Rinker. Yeah, fuck him. <sighs> Here we are, finally, on the neglected backside of the park in Paris land. Big brother, feels like we've been walking for hours. I have to admit, this place is much more spread out than I imagined. It's not for nothing Epslop is nicknamed Interpark. Start long-term oppressive plotting. Eddie Poe, you bonehead. We walked by all the good stuff. Where were the roller coasters? Where were the dark house rides? 
Where was the tunnel of love for a romantic ride with my turtle dove Schrodinger? Annabelle Lucy, riding in the tunnel of love with you is neither here nor there as a probability. Mostly nor there. So there is a chance? Some things are not observable because they will never exist. Ever. For once I agree with Annabelle Lucy. We death marched straight through all the pavilions of land yet to come and stopped to see nothing. Really? What was there to see? Hydroponically grown tomatoes, viewed from a slow-moving boat. That's it? Yes. Ugh! Epslop is the worst. Friends, please. We're in fabled gay Paris. I guess we could enjoy it here, right, Darlene? Indeed, sir. In the 1920s, Gertrude Stein and Alice B. Toklas were very happy together on the left bank. Yeah, you know, as writers. Exactly what I meant, sir. This place isn't Paris. It's a cheapo mock-up in Florida. We just walked through fake London, 20 feet that way. And there are drunk adults everywhere, drinking their way through all the cities around the stagnant lagoon. Guess urine smell and broken bottles everywhere just makes it feel more like the real Paris, hey, Ed? Yes, Spearmint Sally. The attention to detail is extraordinary. Why, look, there's the Rifle Tower, made entirely out of old recycled guns the French threw away whilst surrendering to foreign invaders. Wow! And over there, the famous Windmill Bakery nightclub, the Moulin Boulangerie. Boisson And there, Notre Flamme, the city's famous perpetually burning cathedral. How gothic and smoky. Slabo, why are you so into this? Because I finally met a people dirtier and more unhygienic than myself. The French! That's the spirit, Slabo. Now that we're here, what does everyone want to do first? I'm headed for the catacombs and sewers for a bite to eat. I hear that in Paris, they even let rats do the cooking. Have fun, Slabo. Whew. At least Slabo's pungent and highly oppressive body odor will now dissipate. I think we're standing next to a French cheese shop, Ed. Fromage. Ah, well, that would explain the pickled vomit smell. I guess Schrodinger and I will go for a romantic stroll together and attach a love padlock to that famous bridge like all the honeymooners do. And then he can kiss me on my consumptive mouth. <coughs> Maybe Darlene and I will join you. You know, for the company. Excellent idea, sir. Annabelle Lucy, I will do no such thing. One, we aren't married. Two, I detest you with every fiber of my being. And three, as a world-class harpsichord player, I want to visit the city's fabled music scene, the opera, the symphony, Jim Morrison's grave, and all the jazz cafes. Again, total fake. What did you do? Aha! I handcuffed us together. Now that we're love-locked, you have to go to the Ponce du Arts with me. I don't want to. Quit dragging me. Come along, lover, or I'll pound you. Somebody help! Quit your whining, Schrodinger. Darlene, help me push him from behind. Right away, sir. I am really not okay with it. Let's see, uh, who's left? Uh, Lionel, Sadie, myself, and Benjamin. Um, Eddie Poe, didn't you notice that the only person of color in our class 
Benjamin was fontained at the park entrance for further questioning? He was. I hadn't seen. Someone stole his field trip permission slip. Yes, very handy. I, I, I mean, they did? After it went missing, Benjamin was racially fun-filed by the Epslop Park Police, and we haven't seen him since. Oh, what a shame. But no one really needs to pursue that line of inquiry too thoroughly. Are you kidding? Mr. Rinker is busy trying to make bail for Benjamin to release him from a fun timeout. I'm sure Benjamin will be just fine. I, I, I mean, all kids' lives matter. I'm not touching that remark, Eddie Poe. Good thing that, in a totally innocent and unrelated manner to Benjamin's funcarceration, I found my permission slip. Now, let's head to Paris. Arg, but first you scurvy lads and lasses should all get ready to sail and use your imaginations, eh, right, Fragment? Fly high diddly duty, boys and girls. I'm the Epslop official mascot, Fragment, the bearded dragon. Oh, brother. A guy in a giant lizard suit. Kind of over the top, don't you think? Yeah, same for the little kids. And this here is the captain of the Imaginatorium Pavilion and my best, best, bestest buddy, Sailor's Imagination. Avast and ahoy, Fragment, my green reptile friend. We want to ask you all, good little scallywags, to think long and hard and use your bright young minds. That's right. And boy, oh boy, have we a question for you. Right, Sam? Aye, yes, yes, oh my, yes. We certainly do. It's kind of urgent and... Look, we really don't care what you or your friend in the mascot suit have to say. Now, if you'll excuse us, Paris awaits. But, but it's a matter of public safety. It's nay on the safety, Tay Ragman Spray. Right, right. Well, excuse us, kiddos, but let's go ask our very important non-safety-related question somewhere else. Wow, that was obnoxious. Seriously. Finally! I say, let's entrer into Paris. For the three millionth time, it's not real, Eddie Poe. <laughs> what? Once upon a midnight dreary, it's Snoopy the anthropomorphic facet hound and Woodraven the Woodraven. My pet dog and my pet bird who hangs out on the pallet bust of Palace in my study. How in the blazes did you get to Central Florida? Uh, I, I mean, France. <laughs> Nevermore! You stowed away in the luggage compartment on the school bus? And then you slipped past park security at the entrance while they fun tased Benjamin? And you've been tracking the scent of a wild animal through the park ever since. Nevermore. Well, shame on you both. You should cease doing that immediately and go wait for us on the school bus. No. What do you mean, no? Snoopy and Woodraven, get back here right this instant. Hey, I'm talking to you. They're gone, Eddie Poe. What disobedient pets. 
No one really respects you, big brother. Enough of these infernal delays. We're in Paris. What do we three want to do? I'd really like to turn around and head back to the Invention Exchange and... Oh, look! How wonderful! A little cafe along the famous Rue Morgue Street. Let's go get a bite to eat. And if I hang on your arm, Lionel? <sighs> Since no one else listens to me or respects my boundaries, might as well. a warm beverage in the International House Cafe. Such a delicious French vanilla. And what was the name of our waiter? <gasps> Jean-Luc! Eddie Poe, he served you like 30 seconds ago and he's standing <sighs> right behind you. Oh, there you are, Jean-Luc. Hey, oui, monsieur. Is there anything else I can serve you before I go? Yes, I'd like to look over the menu for a minute. Very good. I will come back in a moment, after you have decided. No, 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 I am ready to order now. En Francais. Here we go. I am ready. Je m'appelle Edouard. Nice to meet you, Edouard. And now, what would you like? Uh, give me a moment. D'accord. Go ahead. What is the soup du jour? A classic French onion. No, the jour. What flavor is it? Onion. With beef broth. Yes, so what flavor is jour? Onion. Oh, never mind. How about the sandwich du jour? It's a croque, monsieur. No, I am Monsieur Edouard. Who is Monsieur Croque? And what is the jour on that sandwich? Sir, the cafe is very busy, and I have other customers to attend to, and... Oh, uh, what about the quickie du jour? You mean the quiche du jour? Quiche de Rhine? You know, you never told me the jour on any of these. I guess the jury's still out on that one, eh, Jean-Luc? Look, jour means... You know what? Never mind. How about a nice onion soup, or a grilled cheese ham sandwich, or a slice of hot bacon and cheese egg pie? Gross. Heavens, no. I'll take a hamburger. Fine. Please, pommes frites? No, just make it with french fries. Uh, merci bouquet, Jean-Louis. You have a nice day, too. Wait, we'd like to order, too. Guess we're going hungry. Relax. I'll flag him down again. Oh, waiter. Cassette-toi, nincompoop. See? His middle finger means he'll be right over in one minute. I don't think that's what he means at all, Eddie Poe. Pardon. I could not help but overhear the language struggle between your server and a gothic poet such as yourself, and the woes of his hungry sister and frustrated best friend. You there, at the next table in the cafe. How do you know so much about us? Why, I am but a simple eight-year-old man of Paris, and fond of puzzles, enigmas, and conundrums. Everything I just said about you three is a small matter of observation and deduction. You're a poet based upon the ink stains on your fingers, the affectations of your greasy long hair and 1840s Victorian attire, and the hand-penned poem sticking from your breast pocket, I can just make out the word Nantucket. I suppose so. But how did you know Sadie was my sister? You bear a striking resemblance to one another. The round feminine hips, 
the thin, weak arms and full womanish lips that are decidedly repellent on you suit your lovely sibling quite well. Merci, thank you. I'm blushing. Now see here, my pouty poetical lips are one of my best features, and, and I- They really aren't, Eddie Poe. Well, anyway, how did you know Lionel was my best friend? Clearly in his top hat and silk cape, Monsieur Lionel is quite a debonair. But Monsieur's air of suffering could only come from someone who's had long-term exposure to your buffoonery. Amazing! It's like you read my mind. Pish posh. We are friends, but there's no cycle of animosity between us. Sure, I tried cutting him open once with a pit and pendulum, and another time fed him laundry detergent pods as a cure for a deadly virus. Don't forget about the time he drove me mad enough to murder several children and entomb my sister. Yes, we've entombed her more times than I can count. Lionel, my old friend, the attempted homicides between us show how much fun we have together as bosom buddies. That's not very friendly at all. Well, nice chatting with you while you butt into our lunch. Your lunch, Eddie Poe. But so sorry, you have to be minding your own business now. Would you care to join us, Mr...? See Auguste Dupin. And may we? That would be lovely. Sadie, do we really want to invite a nosy stranger to our table? Don't be so rude. Please, Auguste, pull up a chair. Just so. We four can dine together and discuss what brings me to the Rue Morgue in the first place. We are very hungry. Please allow me. Garçon, trois verres de jus de raisin, s'il vous plaît, et du pain et du fromage. Oui, un idiot. Spit in his food, if you'd like. With pleasure. Some refreshing glasses of grape juice, some crusty bread, and delicious cheeses are on the way. It sounds lovely. When in France, eat like the French. I don't see what the big deal is. Don't worry, Eddie. You'll have your burger. So why are you on Rue Morgue Street? You realize you are saying Street Morgue Street, right? I know nothing of the sort. That much is obvious. But friends, you inquired, and I am sad to say that Epslop Paris has been beset by a rather perplexing and grisly set of barbicides. Oh, no. Not Barbicide. You mean the blue water in the jar my stylist sticks her combs in? May no, little dum-dum. Eddie Poe, clearly he means people are getting haircuts without their permission. Yeah, everybody knows that. The Barbicide victims were employees of the park. A pair of sisters who lived in squalid quarters on this very street. Cosette L'Espagne is the oldest, and Camille L'Espagne is the youngest. Last week, Camille slept in her bed, her locks behind a locked door, while her sister Cosette busied herself in the kitchen making herself dessert. Though they lived on the fourth floor of a walk-up garret, the assailant somehow grabbed poor Camille from behind and shaved her bald. How terrible! How odd. How boring. Yawn, you're boring us, Dupin. Please, go on. It was a dark room. And Cosette, upon hearing her sister scream, rushed to the scene. And then she too was attacked from behind, <laughs> shaved bald, and thrown on the cobblestone pavement four stories below. Oh my, did she survive? Fortunately, a passing street mime broke her fall. 
Her leg was broken, the man's neck was snapped, and nothing of importance was lost. What a mystery. Yes, my beautiful Sadie. Let us all journey to the scene of the crime and investigate further. How exciting. Come, Lionel. Way at once. Yes, sir. Dum-dum, hang back and pay our bill. You're not doing any such thing. Sadie and Lionel, don't leave me alone. I can't believe it. They left. <laughs> You're a kitty burger with fries, Edward. Good gravy. steps up to this fourth floor apartment. Lionel, Sadie, some friends you are, abandoned me back there. Shh, quiet, big brother. Don't interrupt Dupin's line of inquiry of the La Espinay family. <laughs> Who are the funny bald ladies? Those are the barbicide victims. <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> you two have the most terrible haircuts I have ever seen. Quit pointing. Shame on you. Way to add to their body dysmorphia, Eddie Poe. Oh, 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 it's not my fault they look like a couple of boiled eggs. <laughs> we did not ask for this, you greasy little boy. Castor, Ninkum, Poe. Why does everyone keep saying that? Can we please get on with this? Sorry for the rudeness of Dumdum. Epslap, Prefect of Police, Sasha Dumov. This is Eddie Poe. I don't care. And Eddie here has already acquainted himself with Cosette and Camille, park employees. Please, the Rutz Harry Farm Corporation finds the term employee to be misleading. We prefer something else to put them more in the right frame of mind. So what do you call them? Drones. Chesso. All my ten years, I've never seen a crime so hairy. You mean, you're not an adult? Of course not. No grown-ups work inside the amusement complex. The Rots Harry Farms Corporation fully recognizes the value of cheap child labor. <laughs> Besides, our tiny hands are perfect for running the dangerous machinery of all the pipelines. Can we please just get on with the investigation? Bonjour, ladies. Je m'appelle Edouard. I am so sorry we got off to a fold. I, I mean, bad start. And As I was inquiring before Dom Dom arrived, Mademoiselle Camille, the apartment door was locked when your assailant shaved you from behind? Oui. And bolted. I was sleeping with the window open to enjoy the night air. And Siska was making her famous banana pudding when he... He grabbed me. And Mademoiselle Cousin, when you entered your sister's bedchambers, <laughs> you say you were depilated 
and a similar man. Yes, such a strong brute with a vice grip. And you're sure it was a he? He picked me up out of lake and threw me out the window. Who else but a very strong man could have done this? Did this individual say anything? Oh, yes, he was a foreigner. How do you know? Because he spoke Spanish in a Castilian dialect. No, sister, it was a Catalan accent. But you're both convinced it was Spanish? Yes, very much so. Stranger and stranger. Prefect Dimirov, where is the missing hair? It's been sent off to Axwell Labs for analysis. Any left? Look for yourself. Hmm. On the bedclothes, I cannot help but notice amid these stray strands of hair left over is a singular follicle resembling that of a redhead. But you two, you're both brunettes. Hmm. Oui, monsieur. You are cracked. And you've had no other red-headed strangers in your abode. Not even Willie Nelson. When I walk around the bedroom and lean out the windowsill, all I see is a drain pipe. No real means of ingress or egress. Anything else, Depend. Where did the shears come from? We did have a report from down the block that a barbier, the barber, had a pair of his scissors go missing, along with several other shears and sundries. Oh my! It's coming from down the room morgue. And from down the street. <laughs> Mademoiselles, we must take leave and investigate. So sorry for your looks. But, but we just got here. Come, dum dum. Wait once. Well, pardon me, Dupin the scam. You aren't the only one here who can be a master sweep. Any idiot can do it. I think you're just the idiot for the job. Exactly. So, you two, when did you first realize you were bald? Get out now. Here. By the entrance to the catacombs. Huh? A sobbing little boy? Slobo? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. My hair, my beautiful matted, fetid hair is all gone. Where's the dandruff? Where's the caked in dirt? Where's the crawling sensation as things burrow into my scalp? Please, tell us what happened. I was sucking on a banana-flavored candy and returning from a delicious rodent-cooked feast in the sewers when someone lunged out of the dark, held me firmly from behind, and, and... Gave you a haircut? Even worse, my head is squeaky clean. He used product. So your attacker rinsed and lovers. And now I smell of pomade. He even used a hot towel. Why do you say he? That death grip. And on account of his speaking in a foreign tongue. Oh? Which language? Only other one I know. Pig Latin. <laughs> Not so fast, Slavo. Master sleuth Eddie Poe is on the case. Please, you are embarrassing yourself. 
Sorry I am late. I had to acquire a tweed coat, magnifying glass, black pipe, and ear flap hat. You're sweating like crazy. Really, that's just your winter flannel cap, Eddie Poe. Yes, it is a tad warm in the tropical Parisian sun. Floridian. Whatever. So, where is the victim? Sadie, it must be you. You look hideous. I will cut you. Please, no cutting! You moron. It's Slobo. Yes, of course. I knew that. It was a test. And you all passed. <laughs> oh my, Slobo. You're so bald. <laughs> With no hair. <laughs> Body shaming is not cool, Eddie Poe. But he looks completely ridiculous. I am embarrassed to know you. Oh, fine, fine. I'll rein it in. So, Slavo, focusing on your completely naked noggin with my magnifying glass. Ow, that burns! Quit concentrating the beam, he is not an anthill. I'm giving him the third degree. I know, it smarts so much! A small price to pay for deducing the truth. Make it stop! Aha! Now you're squirming under my line of questioning. A little suspicious, don't you think? Say, why do I smell bacon? Quit hurting me! Slabo, your scalp is smoking! Nobody move until I render my verdict. I conclude that... I conclude I am on fire! Out of my way! Owie, owie, ow, ow, ow! Kashmar! Quick, duck your head in the stagnant lagoon. Thank goodness for filthy water. Should we be seeing his skull? I feel like that's a clue. Give me that magnifying glass. It's a clue that you are a menace. Can somebody please take me to first aid? Come with me. Let's get a compress on that right away. And maybe a soothing mud pack. Way to go, Eddie Poe. You are simply awful, big brother. Yes, I am warning you. You are on very thin ice, monsieur. Obstructing justice, witness tampering, attempted friend arson. Not my fault you're jealous. Jealous? Of what? Of my superior powers of deduction. I miss nothing. Okie dokie, Mr. Sleuth. Then why is someone sneaking up behind you? Curious? What were drone members such as yourself doing in the we catacombs? Were doing a character breakfast! Yes, that's it! With the rats! Fragment? Is this true? <laughs> he is a speaking character. Why can't um, he talk? Just a little sudden onset uh, laryngitis. Stranger and stranger. And the leash Fragment, around his neck? Um, likes to be dominated. Is this so? Hmm, another clue. Slavo spit out a banana candy on the pavement when I examined him. No doubt out of pain. Let me just pick it up with a handkerchief. Hey, that's my clue. Give it back. 
It appears your dragon friend has eaten no, your he didn't. Must yes, have been he did. your imagination. But we just saw him do it. Now your dragon friend is softly hooting and slapping That's the ground. Fragmented. High on mind-altering drugs. Drugs, you say, in a children's theme park. more imaginative. Oh my, how exciting. Fragment is socially grooming me for life. And he found one. I am so honored. Ew, and he ate it. All of this is not how Fragment behaved earlier. I agree. Something is definitely off. Don't be silly, you two. A world-class sleuth such as myself can tell you this is perfectly normal dragon behavior. <laughs> Snoopy? What Raven? What were you two doing down in the catacombs? <laughs> ah, never more! What wild animal that you're trailing? Uh, clearly, there is no beast here. <laughs> Your dog is pointing and growling at the dragon. Oh, don't be silly. That's just Fragment, the lovable Epsilon mascot. <laughs> So, your dog and bird just chased Sailor Sam's dragon through the park towards the Pont des Arts. nothing! Kids, here's 50 bucks. Now use your imaginations and pretend none of this ever happened. Um, Mike! My friends, that is not the behavior of a man with an innocent disposition. I noticed something else. In his emergence from the catacomb, Sailor Sam dropped an object, perhaps on purpose. Let me examine. What do we have here? A book with a torn cover that says, Born Biru. Born Biru. Surely this means something. Probably means nothing. Here, let me throw this pesky thing in the stagnant lagoon so we don't have to worry about it. No, don't. <coughs> there. No, it is not. See? This is why you need me on the case. A ghost simply doesn't have a clue. Especially now. <laughs> and they are coming from the direction of the Pont des Arts. My friends, hurry. Away at once. Stay tuned for part two of It's a Mystery Trip to the Rue Morgue, Eddie Poe. Okay, Lionel. You can do this. Your therapist said a character breakfast is the perfect way to deal with your crushing masculophobia and spend $75 for an omelet bar and souvenir photos you have to take with your own Jeez. camera. Hello. Do you have a reservation, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, then right this way, sir. So, breakfast and haircuts? Of course! 
You want to look your Sunday best when meeting a cavalcade of costume characters, don't you? I don't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. They're complimentary. Meaning it's built into the price of the meal? We don't itemize, sir. Anyway, here we are. And here's your menu. Your server will be with you shortly to take your order. I'm... I'm going to go have a lie down. What a strange man. Good morning. Thanks for joining us for our world-famous character breakfast. Juice, purple stuff, or sunny D? All wrong. Hmm. You seem pretty tense. Maybe coffee? Juice will be fine. I'll get your drink and be back for your order. Wait, what's the deal with the haircuts? That Frank Nelson type tells me that the breakfast includes a complimentary haircut? Absolutely. Any style you want, just like the omelets. How do the characters see through those big foam heads? Aren't customers worried they're going to lose an ear due to the poor visibility? In all the years I've worked here, it's never been an issue. How long have you worked here? Six days. <gasps> These performers are professional stylists in their off hours, many with degrees from prestigious barbering and beauty academies. Such as? You know that dying strip mall by the interstate? I have a passing familiarity with it. Well, that place. Fair enough. I guess I'll take a Denver omelet and a big boy haircut. One dino plate and a big boy. Yes, yes, coming up. Shouldn't be too long. I'll send your omelet and stylist over shortly. Ow! <laughs> That'll need a band-aid. Fragment. Imagine meeting you here. Well, thank you for the omelet. Let's get this meet and greet over with. There's something sort of relaxing about a haircut. To just turn loose and let someone else take control for a while. I feel like I could tell you anything, Fragment. Like, it's a mystery trip to the room Morigetti Poe was written and directed and produced by Greg Talley and Cicely Alexander. Starring... Dominic Hoffman as C. Auguste Dupont. Tim Blaney as Edgar Allan Poe. Snooby, the anthropomorphic basset hound. And Wood Raven, the Wood Raven. Frank Conniff as announcer one. Greg Talley as Eddie Poe. And Ron McAdams as Lionel. You know, there's an awful lot of hair landing in this omelet. Try to be more careful. This play also has Dina Dolphin as Sadie. Jamie Flowers Ashley as Annabelle Lucy. Jennifer Lynn Warren as Spearmint Sally, Kate Page as Darlene, Ryan Smith as Schrodinger, Rob Maynard as Slavo, Laura Jean Sullivan as Mademoiselle Cosette La Espanaya, Cicely Alexander as Mademoiselle Camille La Espanaya, Natalie Ryan as Sailor's Imagination, Quinn Keating as Fragment the Bearded Dragon, Herambi, and Announcer 2, Sasha Kerbel as Epslop Prefect of Police Sasha Dumaroff. Shoni Matheson as Jean-Luc, and James Rowling as Mr. Rinker. Careful, I have a mole up there. Audio engineering and editing by Natalie Ryan and Quinn Keating. Promotional, original Boston of a Walking theme and Epslop theme song by Willie T. Golden. Additional music and sound effects by Pond5, SoundSnap, and Wikimedia Commons. Artwork by Daniel Vincent Bigelow. All done? May I have a mirror, please? What? What have you done? 
I'm completely bald. You scalped me, you ridiculous mascot dragon. And now my masculophobia is back. I knew I never should have came here. Audio play copyright 2020 by Greg Talley and Cicely Alexander. Production copyright 2020 by Jefferson Hospitality, LLLP. Ah!